This is an RPPV production. We'd like to advise this podcast contains descriptions of disturbing violence. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) To I Think My Fridge Is Haunted. So haunted. A very creepy podcast. So creepy. How are you guys going? Oh, that's good. (laughs) Gemma, how are you going? Uh, Yeah, I'm rad, actually. I am almost over my cold, which is rad. (laughs) It's been so long. I've I've been sick. Like, I'm literally like a poor Victorian child at this point. Have you gone and sat on the beach? (sighs) See, look... (laughs) I don't know how they afforded it back in the the 20s. I really don't. All these jaunts to the beach. (laughs) I don't have 600 pounds worth of stocks, you see. Well, I have a beach towel you could borrow. Cheers. (laughs) Okay, well, guys, welcome back to another week. Um, We're going to talk about... We've got another survival story and then we've got some spooky ghosts and... It's a bit ghosts. It's a bit... It's 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 a bit of everything. We've got a combination of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. I don't even know what it's about, but that's the vibe. Yeah. So housekeeping. My, my mind Yeah, my mind is still blown about all those Furbies from last episode. Well, we found out our producer actually has one at her house that she didn't tell us about. Well, she had it until recently. She sold it for $25. And so it was it's given on the peninsula her, somewhere, right? It was given to her a year ago. It's circulating. So they are still around. <laughs> no, yeah. And it was found at a secondhand shop. So it's vintage. I am keeping my eyes out for Furbies. <laughs> Don't, please. Shall I get one for the desk yeah. in the studio? Oh, let's <gasps> Oh, Can merch. you imagine if it, like, suddenly started, like, talking, like, when we were recording? Oh, let's do it. <gasps> oh. <laughs> but that directs the aliens to us. That's okay. I want to meet one. Mm, I don't know if I'm ready. Okay. I quit. That, that's not me. That's our producer. Bye. See ya. No, we need you. No, we really please, need you. Please stay. We really need you. <laughs> help, help us. Help us. Um, oh, housekeeping. So last week when I did the Furby thingo, I said FAA and I'm like, I don't know what that means. But it now means Federal Aviation Administration. Uh, so it is legit, guys. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. I said is 100% factual. Yeah, like the big people are worried. Yeah. I had um, a visitor. No, um, no, I shouldn't mess around with Men in Black. That'll be another. If you guys don't know about Men in Black, don't research them yet because we're going to talk about about them. them. Oh, my God. Men in Black. I love Men in Black. I am obsessed. Mm -hmm. And not Will Smith and the white guy. No, we're talking real Men in Black creepy Actual, the real stuff. story, like injured cold, scary, like, and how it, like Men in Black are associated with Mothman, one of our other yeah, favorite oh, things, oh god, as well. It doesn't stop. They're all connected. They're all mates. They're all connected. They're all mates. Yeah. So um, They're probably mates with the Furbies and Bunyips, which will be in another with episode. The Bunyips with you. <laughs> They're scary. <laughs> They're our Australian cryptid. I never go to sleep worrying about Bunyips. Yeah, and the and the frog and person. Did you ever who... learn about the frog person of 
of I don't know Australia. What? There was a there's I remember hearing a story of this frog person that would come in and it would tickle you as you slept and if you l- giggled then it would kill you or if you just pretended you were asleep it would let you go. I was petrified of the frog man. Who told you about I this? I can't remember, but it used to be a thing in like as a kid, I'd be like, I'd almost rehearse it in my head. If someone comes and tickles me, I just have to deal with it. I think someone hired an evil babysitter at some point during your childhood. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. You, someone ruined I do your tell life strangers thinking on it the, was funny at the time. Yeah, no, I, I do tell things like this to child strangers on the street <laughs> in McDonald's. And like, in like, um, like, go to sleep or the frogman will come and tickle you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Frogman of Frankston. Oh, oh man. The Frankston Frogman. Oh, I've seen a few of them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one used to teach me. Shout out to my high school. I hate you. Okay. Right, well, if there's anything about the Frogman online or, nay, a documentary, I want to know about it. <sighs> yes. Um, that, that'll be a topic that we will I've cover. heard about a Frogman in America. Oh, yeah. This is the um the cryptid that is like has a head of a frog and, he, and he's about... um. I mean, he's humanoid, but he's yeah, like I've a heard frog, of him too. And they will like run across the road. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I've heard of that one too. Yeah, it's actually quite sad because didn't like um, the stories of Americans trying to gun it down and stuff, and they succeeded. And that's what people do. It's so shocking. Don't kill if things. There's something like that's a little bit different or a monster. I what know, do they it's do? Shocking. They grab the elephant guns man and they go running after them. Anyway, I you know um, facts from the fridge. Oh my god, facts from the fridge. Oh my god. Okay, go cool. So. Ooh, hang on. Uh-oh. Oh, guys, she's flicking through the pages. It. I've got to find my facts. The suspense. Better be good. Cleveland, Ohio has the most serial killers of any city. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Oh, I'm going to let... Let's go on. Guys, Patreon. Pay for a holiday for us to go to Ohio, Cleveland. Uh, I, I've, I've got a feeling if we did get any money, you just do this like big high tech research team to go find a bunyip. Mm, mm, yeah. And I don't know if we had funding to go somewhere to investigate something. I don't know that I would go to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd go to John Benet Ramsey's house. Really? What? And just stand outside? Yeah, with like a um little magnetic device or something. Measuring all the shit in the air. Be like, oh, let's go. Oh, for ghostly There's reasons. There's a child ghost. I, 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 last month when I was in the UK, I, I went to yeah, you did. Um, the West's house. That's amazing. Well, what used to be the West house. Yeah. So what is there? Okay. So what happened was we were just by chance driving through Gloucester mm. and we had to get a um, hire car. Yeah. And I said to my husband oh my God, Gloucester, you know what's in Gloucester. Mm. And I put into my maps in the phone, I put in um, Cromwell Street and it says seven minutes away. So I tap my husband on the phone. I'm like, look at this. And he rolls his eyes and I'm like, we have to go. We have to go. So we drive over there and it was really weird. Like it's actually in quite a nice area. And so there's like some really nice houses and then there's like a memorial park across the road that's like a really nice place. It's like a World War Directly I across the road from the house. Kind of adjacent. Yeah. And then we're like, where is it? And we go, oh, it's that street. We just passed it. That like little narrow, yeah. tiny street. It's 
tiny it, like so small you'll miss it and there's no street sign so i wonder if that's like that on well, purpose when we were there there was another guy there mm. that was walking up the street and he was like following his maps oh my god yeah <gasps> so another kind of like murder you know historian was there and story <laughs> but the street itself it's the most depressing yeah just just a normal street I would say it's not even a normal street. It looks, it's really run down and it just has this really, it just has this. A weird vibe. I felt so depressed Ooh. after we went there. I just felt really sad. Whoa. And where the house was, it's mm. just a walkway. So the house itself <gasps> was demolished. So you walked over the. Dude, the... I didn't even get out of the car. You didn't get out? You didn't no. stand in the spot where the house was at? No. I thought I was going to, but I was just like, no, I don't Weird. like this. I don't like this place. It's got really bad energy. And so this walkway, I was even expecting, because I knew it had been demolished, but I was expecting it to be like like a nice garden, like a memorial garden yeah, was, or something like that. Just, There's just... nothing there. It's just grass on either side and a walkway down the middle. There was like this, like a discarded mattress. What? It was all overgrown. There was nothing. I felt so sad that nothing Ugh. had been put there to commemorate mm. the victims but it was just like i don't know just people were walking down the street and they just looked really kind of sad and tired well, it and would stuff ruin their, their town i don't know i just i thought that street was cursed it, it just totally it just didn't have it didn't have a normal air about it i'd love to go to a location of a murder house like not just because there are a lot of murder houses but like a house that had horrific multiple murders yeah i don't like, know like i've heard that's of stories what I said of, before yeah. and then i went there and i was just like just got a bad feeling i just felt awful all yeah. day it yeah. was so weird it's it kind of reminds me of um john wayne gacy's house in america mm-hmm. like a lot of people will travel travel there to take a photo out the front of the house mm. but like cab drivers and uber drivers and stuff now just as soon as you plug in that location, they will refuse to take you because the townspeople are so sick of it. So they don't want to They're direct just like, any nah, more attention at it. I'll drop you 10 minutes away from the house. I'm not, you I'm not taking you down that street. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like a common thing. So the house is still there? No, I think they bulldozed it. But okay. I, uh, I think um, there's just a plot of land, but that the Gacy house is super, super popular for like murder fans and yeah i bet it would be i bet it would be where can you go then where would you want to go um i'd there's a whole whole heap i'd like to go to um ariel castro's (gasps) that's demolished is it yeah that's gone um awful things happen there i'd love i would love to see that amityville horror house oh my god i'd love to just even have a tour there yeah um heaps of places yeah. Um, I'd love to see where Ed Gein lived. The Castro house. Wasn't that in Ohio? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> facts are lining up. Yeah. Do you want my fact? Uh, do you want to save it for halftime or? Well, my story's pretty long, so I reckon I'm just going to spit it out now. Okay. Mine's pretty similar to what we were just talking about anyway. Okay, cool. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't eat people with tattoos. Apparently, he said the ink made the flesh taste weird. Really? Which kind of, I don't know is legit, but like I How think would of his he know victims. That, though? Well, that's the thing. I mean, he didn't really eat their skin, did he? 
No, he he. It was the meat. It was just like small parts of the meat. He must have eaten someone with with tattoos, he and probably, he must have thought, mm, "This one tastes weird. What's this body got that none of the other ones had? Ooh, tattoos." Mm, I mean, but it might have had nothing to do with that. It might have yeah. that person ate like loads of asparagus or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially because like the penis is directly linked to asparagus eating. Is it? Yeah, if you if you eat asparagus and makes your urine is super strong or something. Uh, yeah, okay. And he was all for penis meat. So we don't You know what? John um uh what's your name? Jeffrey Dahmer, if you're listening, send us an email. Let us know if um penis meat tastes different if it's tattooed. Yeah, I don't I just don't <laughs> think he I know, I know he killed a lot of people, but I just don't think his research group was actually wide enough. You know, like, you know, you well, a lot of the guys that he did murder were quite young his youngest was what 14 or something i think he's i think he's full of crap yeah it's interesting i think the website i got it from was pretty crap (laughs) was it that what was it spaceman 666 again (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i love it (laughs) okay guys um this story um trigger warnings let's see minor trigger warnings it it isn't that um, violent or it's not a heavy hitter episode or anything, but it is a crazy story that I was like, this chick is the coolest chick. I love her. She is badass. We love badass women here. Yeah, it's just so good. So I really wanted to tell it. Cool. Okay. All right. Settle in, guys. Um, this is the story of Suzanne Walters. Hmm. Suzanne Walters. Would I know this story? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Go regret ahead. that if you know it. Okay. So um, let's let's see. Okay. Let's start with a nine one one call that was received. Um, starting with a caller describing an intruder in their house in Portland, Oregon, on the sixth of September, two thousand and six. Okay. Um, they found the intruder with a hammer. The woman living there says she had strangled him the intruder the 911 dispatcher asked to speak to the woman in the home but the caller says she can't as she's bleeding 911 dispatcher asks if the woman needs an ambulance and the caller says no the lady is a nurse but says call an ambulance for the for the guy because he may be dead okay the dispatcher asks what weapon did the woman use to kill the intruder and the caller says she strangled him what else did she do she put a choke hold on him 911 says, I have help on the way, stay on the line. And the caller says, she has a hammer here as well. 911 says, don't touch it, don't touch it, just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Caller says, she hit him in the head several times. That's the hammer he had with him. She struck him and then she strangled him and she thinks he's dead. So here is the backstory. A woman named Susan Kuhnhausen on the 6th of September 2006 was coming home from a shift as a nurse at the emergency department at her local hospital. Your girl is going through a rough time. She's in the middle of trying to uh, get a divorce. So she treats herself with a little pampering by getting her hair done at the local salon. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know how you feel when you're just like, I'm getting my hair done um, in, in three weeks because I'm just like, I need, I need to get, I need some pampering. Do it before and after photo. Oh. They're always fun. <laughs> yeah. I love going to the salon. I save up to go to the salon. 
<laughs> so I love I'm, it. I'm, this is like taking like three weeks worth of my wage to save up for this haircut. Aww. So it better be good. Um, Suzanne grew up in a family with parents that weren't the best example of a healthy marriage. They separated when Suzanne was in the second grade. So divorce life wasn't a new thing for Susan. Her life as a kid moved from town to town due to her parents also working in the military. So that meant different schools, new friends, moving between both parents, etc. as like a lot of divorce kids. No, you know, bouncing from mum to dad, mum to dad. But no Furbies. But no Furbies, oh my God. Um, she graduated from school, then worked towards becoming a registered nurse. So she had her goals. She mm. was like, you know, I'm going to get a career. She- a woman of the world, exactly. like our Emily. Exactly. It all, it all relates. Um, a little while later, her mother and friend, this is kind of funny, um, decided to surprise Susan by paying for a personal ad in the local paper, quoting, someone different, SWF, which stands for single white female, 33, overweight, but not over life. <sighs> my new tagline (laughs) (laughs) i love it cheers happy birthday (laughs) seeks an sm which is single male who wants more out of life out of a relationship than just quote slender which i thought is cute at first i thought of slender man and i'm like that can't be right but i think it means like you want more out of a relationship than just having a skinny like yeah, I don't know. Being, I don't know. It's a weird thing to write. I think what she's trying to say is uh, she's not. She's looking more for than someone. her looks. Yeah, she's not looking for someone who's really materialistic. Yeah, there we go. Which aren't we all? Mm. Um, one of the replies they got was from a man named Mike, quoting, "My name is Mike. I'm a 39-year-old divorced DWM, which means divorced white male. I enjoy things in nature, from wandering in the." ape caves wherever the whatever that is um at mount saint helens to walking on the beach at sunset Mm. Mm. what are ape caves that's what i want to know this man's name was michael kuhnhausen spoiler alert they get married (laughs) okay mike grew up in portland oregon and was an adopted child in 1948 as a newborn so he was adopted. We don't know his past. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, he was a newborn, so he doesn't really have much of a past. Hey. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it doesn't really have that like crazy history because he's probably just been born. Resume, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Susan first spoke to Mike over the phone on the 30th of January, 1988. And from the get-go, Mike was already telling lies. Little, little bitch. Trifling. Mm-hmm. He told Susan that he had seen combat in Vietnam, but was in fact a switchboard operator. She later found out. So he was already exaggerating. Yeah. Um, they won in their first date on February, in February 1988, feeding ducks and squirrels, lol, which I think is a random mix of animals. But I mean, in Australia, it would probably be seagulls and rats. <laughs> In my house, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, within a year, they, w- they went to Reno, Nevada, and got married. And literally almost immediately after getting married, the romance just completely left and things just changed. <sighs> this guy. Mm. He would do things like burp when Susan tried to kiss him. Um, he was a chain smoker. He just lived entirely off Diet Coke. 
and it was just being a grot. Like, sure, you can relax in front of your partner, but the whole just becoming a complete slob and just stopping the... There's no respect. Yeah, and just, like, um, completely stopping um, making effort, Mm -hmm. I think, is... A real downer. I feel really bad now because as soon as I walk in the house, I put my pajamas on. But I mean, that guy crosses the line. But you yeah, know. I I go through like tubs of Nutella a week, and Jackson's so allergic to nuts. So really, I'm like <laughs> bringing a threat into the house every week. <laughs> um, Susan was quoted as saying, "It wasn't very long after getting married that there was no more hiking, no more getting out," which I think is kind of sad. That's really sad. Yeah, yeah. he sucked her in. Yeah, he did. Yeah, totally. That's Ugh. what it was like sucking someone in yeah after a few years mike got a job as a a janitorial supervisor for oregon entertainment which was the parent company of fantasy adult video okay now am i saying oregon right yeah i think so yeah it sounds it's a a weird word um their life together was unhappy and uneventful mike's common motto to suzanne was Life is a shit sandwich, and every day you take another bite until you die. (laughs) (laughs) That is so terrible. What a dickhead. That's just a a visual right there. Unfriend him. (laughs) Block him. Oh, my God. This guy. Yeah, he's gross. Sorry, he was a massive bummer. Even monitoring her spending, even though she worked hard and earned her own money. (sighs) Complaining about even the minor purchases which is just such a dick move. So after 17 years of 17 being... 17 years? She put up with this no. crap. I don't know how she didn't go crazy. Ugh. She finally was like, all right, it's over. Um, she said, I cared about him, but I didn't want to live with him anymore. I wanted to be happy again, which was sad, I think, really sad. Yeah. In September 2005, she told him to move out and Mike moved in with his dad. Unfortunately, after Mike moved, Susan didn't change the locks to her place or the code to the security system. Oh, bad move. You've got to yep. double tap, man. Change those locks. Exactly. Just because he's out doesn't mean exactly, he's gone. Exactly, right? Okay, so this brings back to the night of the break-in with the 911 The situation. Yeah. After work, Susan spent an hour or so getting her hair did. Mm. She then headed back to her house. She got home around 637 Went into the mud room. I don't know what a mud room okay, is. Okay, so that's like, you know how we have like a laundry room at the yeah. side of the house? And it's where you come into the house, at, like the side door, yeah. and there's like linoleum floor. Oh, okay. Or like tiled floor. And it's where you can take, say, it's, for example, I it's like winter that. there. It's like Oregon, I think, does it snow there or something? So say she's got like snowy boots or something you like that. You can just kind of stomp she them off and not worry about it. She can just stomp them off in the laundry room. I and love that. Americans call it a mud room. Mud room. I really mm. like that. Really like that. Hmm. <clears throat> Um, okay. So that was at the rear of the house. And then, um, as she entered the house, she found a note left by Mike saying, Sue, haven't been sleeping, had to get away, went to the beach. See you on Friday or Saturday. Love me. P.S. Burp. Yeah, I can (laughs) smell the burp. Um, Susan then unlocked the kitchen door and she hears the beeping of the security code. Um, so she disarms, she disarms it enters her house, then went back outside to grab the mail. She Hang then on, where was the note? It was in the kitchen near the microwave. So, so she went in the so house she went and then in, she went She saw out. the note, then the alarm system started beeping. So she went back, I think, to the door and, and then disarmed the it. And then got the mail. And then she went outside, got mail, and then come, came back and put mail back in the kitchen on the bench. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she, let's see. So now she's in the kitchen. She puts the mail down and from behind her, the bedroom is behind her. Um, a figure of a man appears and immediately attacks her. Yeah. Now this guy, his name was Ed Haffey. He was 59 years old, standing 5.9 inches. He was 190 pounds, was wearing a blue striped shirt, tan baseball hat, that was pulled right over his face, covering his eyes. He had long, messy gray hair with a filthy gray beard and wore yellow rubber gloves, like kitchen gloves. Mm-hmm. He was also holding a red and black hammer, and it was one of those claw hammers that you use to pry yeah, nails, nails out of, out of yeah. like, the so wall Yeah, so it's a pretty something. gnarly weapon in yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, as soon as Susan saw him, she screamed, who are you, what do you want? But this creepy creepy dude never answered he just kept advancing on her now susan was only five five four inches um she was she's really strong and stocky like if you google her she's she is overweight she's like a little but not over life but not over life obviously from this survival story exactly he didn't read the personal ad this dude exactly god ed do your research yeah half half um and she was actually trained in disarming people um, and she took regular self-defense classes because she was an emergency nurse. Mm-hmm. She knew how to handle people who were in fits of um, like drug-induced rage. Of she course. Knew how to, she could like crack open a chest if she needed to do heart. Holy cow. Stuff, you yeah. know crazy stuff so she was strong she was real tough cool so anyway ed started swinging the hammer and struck susan in the head and face (sighs) but despite this she still was able to fight him off the first hammer blow hit susan in the left temple and when he went to strike again susan pulled a move that was actually really really crazy um instead of backing off she crowded him and uh, which i mean when you think about it you'd have more of a um it's like when you walk around a horse so you're supposed to stay yeah, close yeah. to them because then and they you, don't you, have the momentum the, of the kick yeah and you also um keep your hands on them and stuff so they know where you are but yeah i mean you can't not- really get a momentum up from a close range exactly yeah so like to have that knowledge to run towards the person who's attacking you was nuts yeah that's crazy talk about fight fight or flight exactly um she quoted as saying she um i knew the swings would have less force if i was closer to him she also ends up biting him intentionally leaving marks saying if i died i wanted him to know i wanted it to be known that i fought to live Mm -hmm. which is awesome Um, After biting him, they both fell to the floor and Susan then tried to disarm him. They're both fighting over this hammer now. Um, Then Ed pushed her up against a wall and said, you're strong. And apparently as soon as he said that, she just felt such rage. And she also knew that he wasn't here to rape her. He wasn't here to rob her. He was here to kill her. Yeah. So I think that completely clicked in her head and she was she was like all right this is like between life and death yeah um so at this point she wasn't backing down despite being hit twice in the head um she was still trying to wrestle the hammer from him and eventually got the hammer which she 
doesn't know how she did it, but she managed to pull this hammer out of this guy's hand. She must have been in so much pain. She's crazy. Um, she then swung it three to four times, striking the claw end of the hammer into his skull. <sighs> but he managed to snatch the hammer back. So This what, is like some serious like ninja fight. It is, it is like a Tarantino scene. It reminds me of the scene in Kill Bill. Oh, with the cereal? Yeah, with the cereal. And in the scene when they're in the trailer and it's that... um. The scene when she's trying to the Hattori oh. hunt the the swords, yes, and they've both got the swords, and she ends up plucking the eyeball. The eyeball, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, okay, yeah, true. So this is the this is the part I love. Um, so he's he's taken the hammer back. So she straight away just grabs his throat and just starts squeezing it as hard as she could. Oh my god. And she and meanwhile as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, Who sent you here? <laughs> Which I just love. Oh my god. <laughs> she's just screaming me. in her fa- his face. But you know what? That this is really bad, but I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of Austin Powers when he's going, Who does number two work for? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's so like who sent you? It's such a movie moment. It's such a movie moment. Like I just I that's when I heard this I'm like I love this story so much. Yeah. Um and do you think he's scared at this point? Like holy crap. What have I what got turns myself out into? He was on so much cocaine Ugh. that I think he he wasn't even functioning. Yeah. It was just like pure adrenaline okay um he wouldn't answer then so this is this is a quote he wouldn't answer then his face started turning red then purple then darker purple (laughs) with a with a blue tinge and that's when she freaked out and let go and then she tried to run away um so she manages to run down the hallway but ed catches up to her um, and spins her around, punches her in the face, splits her lip, punches her again. She falls to the floor. And at this point, this is another quote. He was standing over me with the hammer. I looked at the floor and I thought I'm going to die today. Mm. To this day, I had no idea how I did it. But Suzanne, that was another quote. Sorry. Suzanne somehow managed to then pull him to the floor. This is another quote from Susan. I got to get that hammer. She told herself. Yeah. Immediately she starts biting him. Oh my God. This is the best part. <laughs> Again, there's so many good parts. This time biting him to tie herself to him in case he would, uh, he did manage to kill her. They wow. would be able to connect her yes. bite marks to the wounds. Wow. She's, she's like planning stuff. Uh huh. She left bite marks on his arms, thigh, flank, this is this I love. She managed, she was biting him so hard that she managed to bite through his zipper to his penis Whoa. and she bit him on the penis. Oh my God. <laughs> through the zipper, which is so gross. Oh. Can you just like, she's on a mission. Taste though. the denim and that metal on your teeth and then like, the. Mm, I just love it. She's like, <laughs> it's so oh good. Oh my God. Straight to the dick. Um, while she was biting him, she was also rummaging through his pocket, searching for an ID that she could throw or hide under furniture in case police found it later. She's thought of everything. She's nuts. So she's being attacked. She's biting. And she's also like, okay. Trying to identify she's him. She's just trying she's to pin him. She's putting DNA on him. She's putting she, her yeah. teeth marks she on is, him. I love her. I love her. I love her. She is saying no. 
She, and she Not was quoted by saying, I was like a downed power line snapping on the pavement, which you can just imagine her just going crazy. Yeah. She then manages to straddle him, pinning him to the ground. He, she puts him into a chokehold and yells into his face again. <laughs> Tell me who sent you and I'll call a fucking ambulance for you. Ooh. So she's, she's got like, leverage Can now. you imagine her just like... <laughs> choking out this dude yeah i love love it i love it with her new hairdo yeah in a nurse scrubs she's she's got a bleeding lip she's just like she's completely turned the situation into him being attacked it's the best wow um this ed guy didn't say anything he just growled which is gross she then increases her chokehold until he stops moving completely once he stops moving she drops him like a fucking badass sorry (laughs) (laughs) takes the hammer and goes to the neighbors and that's when the neighbor calls 911 so she gets taken back to her work which is the emergency room (laughs) she was like literally there two hours ago do you think they did that thing where you know like when you leave the office for the day and then you kind of go back two minutes later because like forgot my phone yeah, and people you've forgotten something yeah and people will go did you forget or didn't you or were you she just comes here? in just with like <laughs> back again already you must really love it do you reckon they did that probably and then they're like girl why are you still wearing your scrubs you dirty thing and then just yeah. like oh no oh my god um now once she's at the hospital she's that's when she starts to put two and two together and wonders if it had anything to do with mike because remember at this point mm. mike just kind of was like I'm going out for the night because, I mean, they were splitting up, but they were still on talking terms. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she started to go, now this is. That's when you kind of start to think, is the life insurance money going to go to him? Mm, Yeah. This is where it, it gets a bit seedy. Yeah. So the day after the attack, Susan and her best friend, Helen went back to her house to get some belongings, which is like props to her. I don't think I'd be able to go back. I mean, if you had pets, you definitely would, but... Yeah. She's tough. She's like, eh. she, you know, she you'd ended up get, killing this you'd guy. You'd want to get the essentials, but to be honest, I would just want to, like, get forensic cleaners in and just... Totally. ...clean that house top to bottom because it's almost like getting your car stolen. You just feel like it's not yours anymore. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't want to live there again. Mm. Um, I forgot to mention she killed Ed, by the way. Oh. Yeah, she, she killed him. He, so now it's turned into a crime scene. Okay. <laughs> not that it already wasn't, but now it's like <laughs> there's been a murder. Okay, R.I.P. Yeah. Ed. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, while they were grabbing stuff, they found a backpack that didn't belong. Um, so the police managed to skip this backpack because it was it was in the basement. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't directly where all the action happened. So mm-hmm. they and it, I mean I think it would be hard as cops to know what was belongings and what was yeah actual evidence in a house. Um, they look in the backpack and there's some really random stuff. But turns out there was a container of Hershey syrup. Um, I love that stuff. Which is really, I think, is super random. Uh, $200 cash, diabetes medication, a day book, and a pay stub made out to Haffy. This was the guy that attacked her. Yes. There was also an entry into the day book for Monday 4th, 2006, saying, call Mike. So there's your direct tie. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there was also an envelope in the backpack with Mike's new phone number on it. So... Alarm bells. Yeah. 
Um, turns out Ed Haffey not only had a criminal record related to disposing of girlfriends. So to backtrack, he his ex-girlfriend just happened to um, be murdered. And okay. There was mass- he went to jail for um, conspiracy to kill. Okay. It was never proven that he murdered her, but he did go to jail for being a potential involved hit. somehow. Yeah, and I think he he spent I think 9 years in jail. Wow. Yeah. And then he just goes right back to it. Yeah, but um as soon as he was released from prison, he needed work because he was also addicted to drugs and Mike um hired him to clean um at Fantasy Adult Videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was a floor cleaner and Mike was his supervisor. The day of the attack, um, records show Mike drove to the coast, checked into a motel with a credit card, then after a few hours returned to Portland that afternoon, then spent $339 on a Magnum revolver. So he's an idiot. He's leaving a trail everywhere. Yeah. Two days after the attack on the 8th of September, the media started pumping out the story everywhere. And the backpack with all of the uh, incriminating evidence linking Mike to the attack was already in the hands of the police. So Mike was kind of screwed. So on the 8th of September, Mike decides to leave a suicide note at his dad's house where he was currently staying, saying, all I ever wanted was to be loved. And every time I had it, I fucked it up. You're an idiot. Like, don't try to kill your wife. How every about that? time you had it, you burped. <laughs> seriously idiot (laughs) then instead of committing suicide he immediately just went on the run idiot yeah (laughs) he's a coward um obviously this resulted in police putting out a warrant and a wanted notice uh the 13th of september at 10 a.m the police just happened to find mike sitting in a car park at a medical center after mike claimed he was going to admit himself into a psych ward he was quoted as saying, I have nothing to live for anymore. Well, yeah, no, no, duh. You try mm. killing your wife. Mm-hmm. After 11 hours of being under a psych evaluation hold, he was arrested for conspiracy to murder. Thank God. Mm-hmm. After arresting Mike, it was revealed that he'd previously tried to have three other people do the hit on Susan before finding Haffy. Oh, my God. And I think in the end he paid Haffy a, a five grand, which is super cheap for a hit. Um, I read somewhere that, like, the cheapest you can pay for a hit, I think, is ten grand. Yeah, but I think we're talking about someone who's got a drug addiction Well, that's problem. the thing. This guy would have taken probably less yeah exactly yeah but according just, to the other the three other people he asked he offered five grand and they were like no nah. dude not five grand yeah like, are you stupid yeah so um it took three people before he got to happy so it's super super premeditated like what a idiot. reminds me of that tattoo shop in um mornington and it's got a sign on the window that says Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, good work ain't cheap. Cheap work ain't good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen that before, too. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're closed. They're, oh. They've had a four lease sign on their oh, window for like yikes. ages. Okay, that's. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, obviously, their work was cheap. Maybe. Or too expensive. All too expensive. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, further evidence found no one broke into the house on the day of the attack. The alarm system wasn't tampered with either. So he had a key? No, he knew the code. Oh, Because it right, was his right, old right, right. house. 
Oh, it was the same code as their anniversary. Oh no, sorry. I think he he let Ed in. Right. He was like, "You wait here. I'm gonna leave this note. I'm gonna go up to the coast." <sighs> yeah. So he literally let Ed in. Um, so Mike was losing everything in the divorce, but, um, if Susan had have died before the divorce actually cleared, um, he would have been, he would have gotten the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So through the divorce, he was losing house, losing wife, losing, you know, half of everything. Yeah. And that's why he was trying to do this hit before the divorce was actually officially filed. (sighs) But it doesn't look suspicious at all, does yeah, it? Yeah, what an idiot. What, what an timing. Idiot. Like, how do you get away with that? Now, Susan officially filed for a divorce the day after Mike was arrested. So she was like, let's get this job done. Let's get it done quick. Get him out of my life. Yep. In court, Susan read her victim impact statement to Mike. You were willing for me to share your small, miserable life until death we did part. The sooner the better, as it turns out. I am damaged by what you have done to me. I am damaged, but I am not destroyed. Yes, girl. Mm -hmm. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 10 years. Susan then sued him for 1 million bucks. So he wouldn't be able to afford to pay for another hitman. Because you can do that through jail. Like, in jail. (laughs) Idiot. Um, So, like, as with all majority of survivor stories... The victim slash survivor, which is Suzanne in this case, um, it's not obviously a happy ending. She was super paranoid. Um, I remember reading that she um, learned how to shoot gun. Like she she got a gun license. Mm. Um, when she'd go to restaurants and stuff, she'd make sure to sit facing the front door. She moved house and um, made a garden with pebbles surrounding the perimeter so she could, so hear, she could people hear people approaching. Wow. Yeah, she. there were like all these like – uh, strategy she was doing to to make herself feel safe yeah turns out um she didn't have to worry because 92 days before mike's sentence ended he just died in jail what <laughs> yes oh my god this is a crazy story i love too it too much diet coke <laughs> yeah, di- potential diabetes or was that heavy no but um i think it's great i i it look that's the end of the story, but I just loved how like movie it was. It, She's just I, like if you it's honestly, guys, Google a photo of her. She looks like a little nonna. Really, she's like the most unassuming woman. Wow. She's like she's just she looks like your average Carol or Karen or Brenda down the street. Wow, she's just so you would not know that she'd pack a punch and be able to like choke a guy to death who's what? on crazy amount of cocaine. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Wow. He was, apparently he was on so much cocaine, it was like a near lethal dose. <sighs> he was so close to overdosing on this amount. Oh my God. That's why he just kept getting up and was yeah. able to, but yeah, she strangled him to death, which is so hardcore. So hardcore. Like manual strangulation. I just think it's great. Wow. <laughs> I love this story so much. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. Oh, dude, we've had so many amazing She's so women, great. haven't we? She's yeah, so in, good. In our stories. So good. I'm just oh, I, I love hope it. she's doing well today. So do I. I'm sure she is. She sounds like she's the type of woman that would be like, all right, next chapter. Love it. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. That's okay. That was a good one. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, 
We need to find out what ape caves are. Mm. So we're going to come back with that next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the hell's an ape cave? <laughs> So, my my one's a little bit mixed. Yeah, I'm excited. It's kind of like, it's a bit up and down. It's got some depressing parts. It's got some kind of like weird parts. What I'm doing is theme park tragedies and hauntings. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, one the one that I'm going to start with is quite close to home. Oh, which, Luna Park? No. Has there been a tragedy at Luna Park? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I'm surprised it hasn't. That, that Mad Mouse or the, what's the white one called? Oh my God. That is literally like a hundred years <gasps> old. That's my favourite right there. It's the scenic railway. I'm surprised it hasn't fallen down. It's terrifying. That's But that's the thrill it's of it. It's so rickety. Yeah. The, the wood is physically soft. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's just damp. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> It's going to fall down one day, I swear to God. But people just keep going on it. And we'll be there with our little Ghostbuster box. Yeah. Not $50,000 Gaga one. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be like an app, a free app. (laughs) Okay, let's begin in, you'll know this, Dream World. Ugh. Queensland. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this? You yeah. Remember this? It's <gasps> awful. Um, is there, there's no ghost related to this accident, is there? Or are you just. No, I'm doing just recapping. And sometimes there's a haunting. Oh, okay, to cool. Do with I was going to say that's fast haunting. Well, if there is a haunting about this, I'm not sure I've heard about it yet. Okay. <clears throat> so, Dreamworld, which is up in Queensland, mm-hmm. which is one of our northern states, was built. It's like the Florida of Australia. It is, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the Jersey Shore, the Gold Coast. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Dreamworld in Queensland is one of Australia's largest themes, theme parks, although its popularity has waned in recent years. And we'll get to why a little bit later. Um, and I remember going there when I was about eight yeah, and thinking same. it was fabulous yeah i thought it was great but i think it's probably one of those places if we went back now we'd probably think this is a bit lame i'd have a, a panic attack my like germaphobe side would just come out and i'd have to like sanitize my hands and my feet and yeah. everything yeah. yeah with fire <laughs> <laughs> so Dreamworld has sections to it such as gold rush country ocean parade rocky hollow and tiger island uh, so a lot of people, you know, like they'll go up there and they'll have their photo taken with the tiger and that kind of thing. Uh, one thing that has happened as far as hauntings are concerned is at the Buzzsaw roller coaster, Ooh. which was opened in 2011. They say sightings of a ghostly man have occurred on clear nights and often during a full moon. They say the man is named Jack Dark with oh. an E on the end. What? That's just the most typical ghost name. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> and he has attached himself to the buzzsaw 
for the following reason. Ooh. Uh, warning, description of violent death ahead. Okay. It's one of my stories. Surprise! Um... <laughs> so Jack Dark was apparently a gold prospector back in the late 1800s. He was a miller who went to Australia from the UK in 1888. And as many people did back then at the time to look for gold. Mm-hmm. However, his gold rush dreams didn't quite go to plan and he did not strike it lucky. So he took a, a job working at the local sawmill. So, yeah, it's going to get unpleasant. Mm-hmm. In 1897, Jack was apparently a hardworking man who kept to himself. And there are two versions of his death okay. or how it came about. The first is that he had tried to burn the mill down. Okay. The second is that another man attempted to burn the mill down. And Jack had physically tried to stop him. Yep. However, in both versions, Jack ended up being either pushed into or pulled into the timber saw, resulting in his unfortunate death. Some say he has even appeared next to people on the ride. Okay, I have a few questions. Okay. Was the timber mill Mm -hmm. in the same location as where this ride is, or is he just... Well, that's what I've written here. I said, what I'd like to know is, was the buzzsaw ride built in reference to the old sawmill? It's really weird. Or was the whole story made up as a gimmick for the ride? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a gimmick. I don't know. It's, called, it's Dream it just, World. It's not Ghost World. No, but it's like Jack Dark only comes out on, on a full moon. It could very well be just a I load know. of crap. Give, give us like a... Um, crap with an E. A real average name like Ethan Tremblay. That's not average, is it? No, like, um, like, like, uh, I don't want to name a real person that I know. Like, um, like... Scott. Scott Randall. Donnelly. A real, like, embarrassing name like Clive or Glenn. Uh, Nigel. Yeah. Nigel Phelps. That's not a Nigel spooky Phelps. name. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'd believe that, but Jack Dark. I don't no. Know. Okay. It's a little bit cringe. I yeah. mean, I wish it was real. Just seems a bit too good to be true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you know, anyone's we'll from Queensland, we'll if anyone's from Queensland and they know any and know anything about this story, please message us because we actually really would like to know. I'd like to do a, a Ouija a, board on the ride. On the ride. Yeah. That's a logistical nightmare. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't go on rides. Well, no. For the for the podcast. I'll film it from the ground. You'll film me on the ride by myself trying to do a Ouija board my by husband myself. Will go on the ride with you with he a candle. Loves roller coasters with a candle. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> oh, the candle blew out. It's here. <laughs> 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 Alright, continue. Okay. Another thing that has happened at Dreamworld is the haunting of the Big Brother house. <gasps> oh yes. So some countries still have Big Brother. Yeah. But Australia it kind of dropped off the bandwagon. It dropped off after that crazy guy walked down the um red carpet with the Save the Refugees or something. <gasps> oh. Do you remember? Oh no 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 no. It um it phased out after the sexual assault happened on camera. Oh, was Remember that the turkey slapping? Was it called donkey flipping or something? Turkey slapping. Is that what it's called? Yes, not donkeys. Donkey flipping. flipping. <laughs> <laughs> 
no. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no, I remember it happening and I was a kid and my mum had to explain it to me. I'm like, mum, why is it called turkey slamming? Just like now, Ed, when the lady and a man love each other and or it's don't. consensual, <laughs> it's fine to do this, but no, it was consensual. It wasn't consensual. Definitely was not. Either way, it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Channel 10, what are you doing? So, anyway, one thing I didn't know was that our Big Brother house was not only used by Big Brother Australia, but it's also used as a set for the Indian version. What? Which is called Big Boss. (laughs) Which I thought was cool, but it has no relation to this actual story. Wait, so would they do filming while also in the theme park? Well, the house is in the theme park, but it's like, it's like walled off. That's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Random. So the show debuted in 2001 and apparently staff and crew working on the show have seen a little girl walking in the corridors. Yes. Uh, They've heard her whispering voice and they've seen her reflection in mirrors. Well, aren't they two-way mirrors? Can't they just get footage of that? True. I have all these questions. You're ruining my story. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She's shut down all my stories. And apparently there's also a weird fog that appears around the set. (sighs) This story is failing. Okay. (laughs) I just can't take it seriously because it's in Queensland. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) If this was in like Salem or... You know, it's like in the Big Brother house somewhere like colonial. That would or be the most bogan ghost. Yeah, and the most bogan fog. <laughs> bogan <love> fog. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. No, I think it's donkey flipping. Donkey flipping. Yeah, donkey flipping <laughs> bogan fog. That's a hard one to say. Anyway, continue. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that uh, numbers have been declining at Dreamworld in recent years, with some even describing it as a ghost town these days. It is largely due to a really awful tragedy that took place in October 2016 when there was a technical issue causing one of the rides, uh, which was the Thunder River Rapids ride, um, one of the rafts in the ride flipped over yeah, and it crushed and drowned four passengers. Oof. Kate Goodchild, aged 32, her brother Luke Dorset, who was 35, his partner Ruzi Aragi, 38, and another woman, Cindy Lowe, who was 42, they all died as a result of the incident. However, Kate's daughter, who was 12, and Cin- mm. Cindy's son, who was 10, were thrown from the raft and survived the accident. Uh, miraculously although they suffered emotional trauma obviously as a result Uh, after 31 days of testimony the inquest found the Dreamworld executives had stopped funding repairs and maintenance on the ride in the months before the incident and staff were only given 90 minutes of training operating the ride before operating the ride and the operator that day was a new trainee that had been trained just that morning no the inquest is actually continuing there's been there's been so many delays uh so while we're on the subject of tragedies in theme parks Mm. let me tell you some others 
to entice you to never take a roller coaster ride ever again. Yes, please. Are you a ride person? I used to be, but now I can't even sit in the passenger seat of a car because I'll vomit. Really? I have to be driving a car. You get motion sickness. I get such bad motion sickness. Really? Legit. Like, How did you go going to the Broken Heel Festival? I drove. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. No, my best friend, um, he drove for about four meters and almost crashed the car. So I had no option but to drive. That sounds like a But story Oh, God. Fun drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good weekend. Was that many? Yeah, it was many. <laughs> Shout out to Spoilt Cry Baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, he cannot drive. <laughs> oh, poor Manny. No, no, poor me. <laughs> oh, bless. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, the scary thing is there's actually quite a few of these theme park ride accidents. Mm. Do they? Do you think they kind of cover it quite well? <laughs> I don't know if they're covered... I think they're probably just talked about on the news briefly mm. and then it just kind of goes away. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. So in 1972, 31 people were riding the Big Dipper ride at Battersea Park in the UK. The wooden train containing three cars were being pulled uphill mm. facing the track. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> the wooden train containing three cars were being pulled up the uphill facing track. Okay. The train broke away from the track mm. as it was going uphill and the cars rolled backwards. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, uh, I'm getting <laughs> shivers. Yeah, but at this point, people were probably going, oh, it's part of the ride. No, I don't think you would. I think mm. you'd like feel the like jolt and you'd be like, yeah, this is something's up. Yeah. Yeah. The brake technician tried to correct the situation, but the last car derailed mm. and fell into the crossbeams of the roller coaster, killing five people and injuring 13. Ugh. It was the worst roller coaster tragedy in history at the time. Ooh, yikes. In 1984, the haunted castle at Six Flags in New Jersey caught fire. Inside was a group of nine teenagers, eight oh, of whom... Oh, my God. Eight of whom died of smoke inhalation because they were trapped inside. The firefighters had trouble differentiating between prop mannequins and oh, actual human bodies. Oh, my God. Imagine dying... Such were their injuries. Imagine dying in a haunted house attraction. Imagine, like, not knowing if it was part of the... True. I think with a lot of these, at, at first, people are probably going to be thinking this is part of the ride. Totally. It's part like, of the experience. There were screams and smoke. Yeah. You're in you kind of a state of confusion because anyway. Because there's already screams and like exactly. smoke. Yeah. There's probably going to be some sort of smoke happening anyway. Nah. That's a nightmare. And I also kind of like think a lot of the things in these places like mannequins and costumes and fittings and things they're going to be made of flammable materials totally and you feel i don't know if if it's with you as well but you kind of feel quite safe going in or one of those haunted houses because it's so like badly done they do it a hundred times a day and like the costumes are old and you can see people wandering around in black suits and it's like these people know what they're doing because they've had to do it so often. Yeah, they literally do this all the time. Yeah, so like you the, just, the pop you outs. Trust in yeah, them. you can see like dust and stuff because it's <clears throat> it's so old and they don't really care. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense that if there was a fire to start, it, the, those places are usually so kind of 
neglected anyway. Yeah. You know. So. Dusty. Exactly. Uh, back in the UK, we've got a tragic case of 16-year-old Hayley Williams in 2004 at Oakwood Park in Wales. The ride is a roller coaster called the Hydro, mm. which is a very steep track that ends in a pool of water. I thought you were going to say a pool of blood. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hayley was riding the hydro when she was thrown from her carriage. So the top of the ride goes around like a really, um, it's kind of like a semicircle, Mm. if you can imagine, before going down. Yeah. So it. So yeah. it, there's a lot of, like, force before you go down the hill. Exactly. You're being kind of, like, thrown around the corner. Exactly. So Ugh. she went so fast that she was thrown from the carriage and she fell 100 feet into what? the water below as her family watched helplessly. What? Mm-hmm. The park was fined £250,000 after a report found employees were not carrying out the necessary safety checks of the passengers so obviously she was either too small or they just kind of like plopped her in and was like there you go to see about yeah really roughly done they didn't sort of tick all the boxes nah that they were supposed to do and it goes back to that we do this a hundred times a day nothing's ever happened before yeah well that's why would it happen now they're probably teenagers who hate their jobs potentially Mm. yep uh, the ride is still open to this day Ooh. against the wishes of Haley's family. Yeah, a bit disrespectful. Uh, it has been renamed Drenched. <gasps> so they just changed the name, basically. But the name is so disrespectful because she fell into the water. It's... That's yeah. worse. It's pretty bad. Drenched. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Another ride that stays open to this day, despite tragedy, is the Mindbender roller coaster. And this one's in Canada at the West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. The ride has three huge loops and was believed to be one of the safest rides in the world until June 1986, when one of the roller coaster cars, which went up to 60 miles per hour, Mm. derailed and hit a pillar. Its four passengers were thrown from the ride and fell 25 feet to the ground and three of them died. The ride closed for a year, but after safety issues were addressed, reopened and still operates today. Why? I don't know. Imagine being like, yeah, this ride has killed three people, but, you know, we replace some of the screws. You guys are going to be fine. I guess it's revenue, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how how much do you think it costs to buy a ride to to develop a ride? I know that's a, a thing. That's a thing. But surely, no like, you could just take it down and replace it with like a food stand. Because you're paying for the fee of the park anyway. You're not paying for individual rides a lot of the time, aren't you? Don't Look, you pay like a, t- a ticketing price and then you're in? So I just feel like they could just true, yeah, true. take apart the ride, put something else there, and they're still making the same money. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just laziness. Hmm. Uh, so going over to southeastern China now Uh-oh. at Eco Valley, Eco Venture Valley in June 2010, an accident took place on the Space Journey ride in Shenzhen. This is a simulated rocket launch ride. Right. Involving 11 spinning capsules. Awesome. Actually sounds quite cool. Actually. No, it sounds terrible. Really? Oh, a, a rocket takeoff 
I like kind so of. So where like, are you gonna go? So if it pumps you up into the air and then stops, it's gonna you're gonna like. Anyway. <laughs> Over 40 people were on the ride when one of the capsules detached no. and crashed into the other carriages before no. falling 50 feet to the ground. 50 feet. That's high. Yeah. Six people were killed in this tragic accident Ooh. and 10 others were injured. God. And it's pretty awful. It is so bad. It's, yeah. And Ooh. over in the US now, because how can we not mention Disney? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> this was a behind-the-scenes accident that took place at Disneyland. Debbie Stone was a hostess at the America Sings attraction. Debbie was 18 years old, and in 1974, she got caught between a wall and a rotating theater wall. Oh, my God. And she was crushed to death. I wonder what theme the theater wall was. Like... Can you imagine slowly being crushed to death to, like, I'm one seeing, of those horrible Disney songs? I'm seeing a meadow with flowers. I'm seeing um, Under the Sea by the Little mermaid. mermaid. Yeah. That fish just, like, singing into your face as you're being smushed is a nightmare. <sighs> yeah, that's depressing. I'm not a Disney fan, is, so, no, like... No, neither have I. I <gasps> no. Really? I, I think <gasps> Disney's quite evil. Oh, well, we I should do a Disney um Nazi Disney uh conspiracy. There's so many conspiracies. <laughs> so is. many. Okay, let's do it. I heard a conspiracy that because there's a theory that Walt Disney was frozen. Yeah. Like so when the technology is is he'll right, be, he'd be defrosted and and brought back be, to life. Yeah, I've heard that one too. I still believe it a little bit. So, but what happens if you google the words Disney frozen now? It's the movie. Exactly. It's a deflector. <gasps> it's a deflector. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So, and they've just bought the rights to um, Star Wars. So what does that tell you about Area 51? Oh my God. Area 51. Area, it's coming yes. back again. It's coming back deflector. again. Deflector. Deflector. Dude. <laughs> We've cracked the code. We have cracked the code here in this little studio. In, in Mornington. Mornington. <laughs> <laughs> the men in black are definitely going to come after us. That's okay. Looking behind me. At I'm going to like, windows, I'm going like, to attack every <laughs> businessman I see now in a suit. <laughs> you can always tell because they kind of got like a dodgy shade of lipstick on. Yeah. To, and they don't have eyebrows. Hide the fact that they're aliens. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. okay. We need to do more conspiracies. Okay. We have to. Okay, so Debbie. Yeah. Debbie. The attraction was later assessed for safety improvements to make sure this never happened again. However, later staff members said that they heard Debbie's ghost warning them, be careful if they got close to the walls. Ugh. Another haunted ride at Disneyland came after a 1984 accident on the Matterhorn ride. At uh, a girl called Regina Young was mm-hmm. killed on the ride when an oncoming bobsled collided with uh, hers. What? And it turned out her safety belt was unbuckled. Oh. Although we don't know if she forgot to do it up or if it just came undone during the accident. Yuck. 
Regina was known by the name Dolly by her friends and family. So the part of the ride where the accident happened became known as Dolly's Dip. And staff say that they feel like they are being watched when they do her end of the day checks, that when they do their end of the day checks of the area. Dolly's Dip. That's a spooky, that's a spooky one. Yep. And, um... With Debbie as well. I remember reading that Debbie, they sort of see Debbie as being kind of like a a guardian angel mm. to the staff that works That's there. That's nice. Now, there was so much information about this that I actually wrote end of part one. I love, I love, <gasps> yes, there's more. I love it. So I I'm going to do more in the future. Please I don't think do. it'll be like next episode but i think i'm definitely going to revisit this subject because there was so much stuff that's so cool yeah i love it so it's just just a bit love um this topic and yeah and there was lots of other kind of like haunting stuff at 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 parks as well so i really want to come back to this subject and i love it yeah that is the coolest thank you i'm really passionate about this But also, um, it you know, it'll be interesting to see when the actual court case for the Dreamworld yeah, tragedy Yeah, really sad. I couldn't ends. believe that's 2016. It feels like last year. No, it's three years ago this that's month. That's Yeah. What? It'll be really interesting to see oh, that poor kid. what happens. And I, I mean, I wouldn't want to go back to Dreamworld after that, would you? No, I'm, I don't plan on going back there just because I think it's a little bit um, gross. Not specifically because of the death, but mm. I don't know. It's it's just like, you know. Is it because it's really 80s? No. I just went when I was a kid and I remember it was just so many tourists, but like Australian tourists. Yeah. And I want to avoid that at all costs. And you equate that with bacteria. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just like. What if they were all Danish? Just large masses of people, okay, sweating in Queensland heat. True, yeah, with like little kids everywhere, and gripping on, Scre- screaming kids with like parents that are pissed off because they have to stand in lines every for the whole day. Yeah, it's just like a it's like a headache. If a headache was a physical place, place. it would be Dreamworld. Or is it movie? Where are we? Dreamworld? Well, it's Dreamworld, Movie World, Sea World. Then yeah. there's like uh, Wet n Wild. That's another one up there. Oh, yeah. That, see, that's Nightmare Land for me because I can't swim. Oh, I would love to go there. I've been there. You've but been I, there? Yeah, and I you got... You can't swim? No, I can't swim. Oh, babe, we gotta we, we got to sort that out. No, it's too late for me. You live by the beach. It's never too late. It is too late. You can't teach an old dog to swim. Is that mm, a thing? No, I think you can. I don't know. I can't swim at all. I can't even put my head under the water in the shower. I have to really? have like my fate. Yeah. I wonder if that goes back to a past life experience. Oh, it's just because I've got a deformed ear and I was never able to really swim with it. So I don't know how to put my head under the water. Okay. Yeah. Or I could have drowned as a kid in the past life or something. Or I could have been completely opposite and been like a whale. Like a sea urchin. That's what my nickname was as a baby. It was the sea urchin because I cling on things. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. Um, anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks. It was a good one. Fruities. Um, yeah. 
fridges, fridges, frigeroonies. No, that's too that's too similar to murderinos. <laughs> <laughs> I like frigeroonies. That's classic. Ooh, ooh. What about like ice um, cubes? What about like um, zupa dupers? Oh, that's that's a very Australian zupa thing. Dup- are they zupa dupers? Or are they super dupers? I can't remember. I think they're zoopers. Super dupers. Super dupers. Okay. No, we'd probably get sued for that. Yeah. Frigeroonies. I like ice cubes. Ice cube. I like ice cubes. Hey, popsicles. Cold beers. VBs. Uh, We're gonna have to keep thinking. Oh, what funds this place? Jetty Road Brewery. Oh, Jetty Road Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Little stubbies. Stubbies. Hey, stubby bubbies. Six packs. Hey, um. Yeah, yeah, uh, Aldi butter, Aldi sausages. <laughs> There's too many potential sponsors out there. Hey, the, you, um, ravi- little raviolis from Coles. <laughs> hey, unidentified food stuff with mold. <laughs> hey, lunch that I forgot to pack. Now I have to steal someone from work's lunch. Anyway, we'll get there. We will get there one day. Yeah, we will. Anyway. <laughs> Send anyway. us your spooky stories. Yeah. Um, Tell us if you're from Queensland, if the story of Jack I, Dark is real. Yes. And also, I apologize if you're from Queensland, just because you're from Queensland. No, no, no. That's not true. It's a beautiful place. You guys are beautiful people. I'm just very critical okay let's just leave it there man let's just leave it there until next week you've been listening to episode four of i think my fridge is haunted i know four whole episodes another 500 to go until we're smooth yeah yeah anyway all right see you guys Are you okay? Yes. This is Nathan. Got an Nathan is our um, is an exec producer. Oh. And he's just popped into say hi. I introduced him. Be to nice Esther. to Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> you know we can hear you out there. Right? Really? <laughs>